Hi, I'm Kenna Danielle, and you are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Good morning, Montgomery County. You're listening to Morning's Lone Star Live from the Lone Star Community Radio Studios. Man, it is Tuesday, the 4th of September, and we are ready for the rest of the week. Hope everyone had a safe Labor Day, and I know the rain kind of ruined it, but I certainly had fun. Oh, man. You sound like you're feeling it. No, I, I literally I'm- just need, now need to sneeze. Yeah, we got some allergies going today, so we may be coughing and hacking our way through this morning, but we'll bring we'll bring the sunshine best yeah. we can. It's Tuesday, September 4th. We are already in September. September snuck up on me. I don't know about you, my friend. But yeah. I thought we were still August, and then I realized, nope. nope. We segued into nope. it. Nope. 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 Um, nope. Before we get the show started, uh, we are going to be here. And I think, are we going to have a Friday show? Do we know that? Do we need to talk about that? I asked you about it. And oh, oh that's there. right. I, so I'll put you on the air and talk about it. I believe we will have our Friday show. We will make it happen. Okay, good. So today we have a special guest. Very excited about it. Andrew, I want to say, is Lehman. Lehman or Lehman? Lehman. We'll find out with the Veterans Legal Initiative. If you know, they uh, host a call line, legal line, and they're having one on September 8th. And uh, we're going to talk about that for veterans. That is, yeah, that's cool. It's a great initiative, uh, a free legal clinic. Uh, think about all the uh, legal tax issues, legal issues, home issues, homeowners, renters, rights issues, uh, and a lot of them can't afford it. So it's going to be around 930. Very excited about that. And we also are looking for guests for the rest of the week. So if you're interested in being a guest, MWLS Lone Star at Lone Star, or Ireland Star for our email, and then just contact us through Facebook. So, yeah. I know it's been an interesting week, and let's just kind of go over that. I know you were babysitting pretty much the. I had weekend. the grandkids from Thursday through Sunday evening, and it was uh, <laughs> they're a lot of fun. I'm, uh, grand uh, grandchildren are God's reward for not killing your teenagers, so I was able to spoil them mightily. Uh, they I actually had the show going on the weekend too, so Mrs. Skippy stepped up to the plate and was quite the grandma. And like uh, we, I suggested we bake cookies to bring to the fire department. You know, our local, uh, the neighborhood I have has a fire station just a couple of blocks up. Well, Mrs. Skippy and the grandkids went out to the store and bought everything from scratch. You know, instead of just the the pre-made Toll House stuff that you put in the oven. I mean, they bought the flour and the eggs and all that stuff and made literally a, a gross of cookies, 12 dozen cookies, uh, for our local firefighters who, and of course, as a result, the grandkids got to sit up in the fire truck and got their photos taken. And there was swimming at the pool and all kinds of fun stuff. So uh, that lasted till Sunday evening, but then they went back and that's when Mrs. Skippy and I went, woohoo, let's take it off Nickelodeon and get in comfy clothes and, and do adult stuff. And we did. That was me. Well, fantastic. Yeah. How about you? Know, you? Uh, well, I saw the Meg. The movie with Jason Statham. Oh, the the the, the big shark. 
Yeah, and uh, I was I was really looking forward to it because it seemed like the the kind of movie I would like, but it was horrible, and it wasn't even enjoyable in its horribleness. So it was so, it wasn't so bad. It was good. It was so bad that it was terrible. Yes, okay. it was. Uh, it was very disconjointed, if that's a word. Uh, it, like it didn't connect. That's what I meant by that. And the acting wasn't as bad as it like it could have been, but it was still some of the lines just made zero sense. And it wasn't even funny where it was like a parody of what they were trying to make a parody of. So, yeah, I was very disappointed. I left that movie very upset. I'm sorry. Did you pay so, full price for it? Yeah, no. Well, there you go. So Could have been worse. But, yeah, I was, uh, that was interesting. And then we did, I did see some phenomenal shorts. If you didn't know, we had a, a guy in a couple weeks ago on the ticket stub who is a local. He went to, he lived in the, from the woodlands, and he did two shorts. Uh, he's a filmmaker, and he had his world premiere for for American Fish ta- uh, Fish Trap, hmm. uh, and it was a twenty plus minute short, and uh, he premiered it, and we were there. We did a live broadcast, and we recorded it on the ticket stub, and it was uh, very enjoyable. I w- I liked it, and it was very well done. And they had a Q and A and all that kind of stuff, and I, I knew you would like it because in all of his shorts, you always had a guy a person with an eye patch. And so I had to ask him, I was like, do you got a thing for eye patches? And apparently he does. He's like, you just don't see enough eye patches in movies these days. Writers tend to put, <clears throat> writers and directors tend to put like their own personal things in there. Uh, for instance, darn near everything I've ever written in life. I've always had a character named Jenkins. And it's not the same person, it's just the name. And I've got no particular affinity for the name itself. It's not like my best friend as a kid was you know, Billy Jenkins. I just, it started with one story, and then I was writing something else, and the name Jenkins came up, and it became a thing. Uh, directors do that. Uh, James Cameron loves shooting legs. You know, when, like, people get out of a car or something, yeah. it starts off on the legs. Uh, Michael Bay likes shooting feet for some reason. I guess it's a foot fetish thing. That's all creepy. But, yeah, so we all have our little quirks and foibles. Yeah. So uh, outside that, we did that, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, I did go bowling with Holly, and that was a lot of fun. You did 10 pins, did you? Yeah, we did it. And uh, Now, what weight ball does Holly use? Well, that was the issue because she couldn't find – I even told her about this. Like, It's like if you want to go bowling, you probably need to get your own bowling ball because her hands are so small. Or a kitty ball, at least. Well, we tried the kitty balls, but they weren't heavy enough. Oh, yes. So the, the <laughs> grip was good enough for her, but the balls weren't heavy enough. So when she was throwing it, she would like – she could almost throw it like a softball. And I was just like, okay, so we need something heavier to knock the pins down for you. And, uh Yeah. I did see something interesting, though. The people next to us had the bumpers on. And this child, probably like four, was just trying his hardest, right? And he throws the ball, and somehow it broke the bumpers. And he freaks. And he, like, he had it, like, right next to me. And I was like, oh, my gosh. He starts, like, going, like, oh, my God, they're going to hurt me. You know, in a bowler jail. Yeah, exactly. So that was kind of fun. But we went to 300 bowling, and uh, that was interesting. Then I also went to – I bought some records – and I went to a place called uh, Second and Charles. I think that's what it's called. Okay, it's where the old Hastings used to be over there on the Oh, list. yes. I or, missed the Hastings. 105. Yeah. So it looks exactly the same almost as Hastings, but a little bit more well-organized. But they had records and everything. And when you say records, you mean? Vinyls. Records. Yeah. Awesome. 33s, 45s, 78s. Did they have any 78s? No, I see that. I'll have to have a look. So. I, I need to check that out. I wouldn't have known had you not told me. Yeah, thank, no, it was uh, you, what, the only reason it happened was is because the uh, place, 300 Bowling, didn't open until 2. 
Why so, so late? I don't know. Surely there are morning bowlers out there. So, well, it was funny as we weren't the only ones pulling up to 300 bowling at, you know, 11 a.m., 12, 12 p.m. right there. Like, there was probably about seven cars waiting. And I was like, okay, well, we're going to go kill time. So that's what we did. And, you know, you know what's funny is uh, through this conversation, Hall and I ordered pizza. We ordered Papa John's. You know what she told me? One of her buddies works as a delivery person as for Papa John's. And he told Holly that when Papa went crazy, he had to remove him from all the boxes. Oh, his his like his image. Like because they put stickers for like coupons and stuff. Mm-hmm. So he had to go through like ten thousand plus boxes because they're already printed with the coupons. Right. So he had to like rip them all off on every single box. Yeah. Oh, weird. Now I wonder if that was the company saying we need to not show his face. No, they, you don't remember them saying that? Like after his, like I think it was when actually the recording was released or whatever, they immediately removed him from branding. Besides, like they removed his any feature he had from branding. Wow. So okay. I think I think even if you go to the website, because right? he had an equal right, because if they fire him, then they're no longer allowed to use his image themselves. Yeah. So I think if you even go to the website, he's nowhere to be seen. And I didn't even think about that until I saw the box. I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. So I still think my strategy for them to do Mama John's, I still think that's that's up for grabs, and they could totally benefit from doing uh, Mama John's because it touches the, you know, the, uh, the every market. It touches every part of PR. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I'm telling you, Mama John's. Uh, great idea. I, I've hopped on the Mama John's train for you. And if they play it right, they'll be able to get through this. Uh, you know, Subway did fine and dandy after Jared. They they rebranded. Yeah. Uh, Jack well, in the Box, actually. You, you know who pulled a fast one who? over the weekend? Who? Nike. They did indeed. We're so going to talk about I, this one. I am kind of interested to see how that lines up Well, with the world and um, – and I, I'd be, I would actually, the thing I'm interested most, if you don't know this, they, uh, Nike's having, I think it's their 30th anniversary. Probably. And so they're trying to do like a marketing campaign of like, we'll just do it, right? But I think it's more of like change or sacrifice, you know, the normal Nike stupid ads. Right. But then Colin Kaepernick, the former NFL quarterback who started the kneeling protest, is their spokes, that spoke, I guess like the main image person. Yeah. The, yeah. Their latest, uh, Image, I guess. Is yeah, the like, I don't really know how to put it. Like, he's just the ambassador for this campaign. I guess that's the way to say it. And uh, what was what's interesting to me is I, I wouldn't mind knowing the negotiation that happened between him and Kaepernick, between Nike and Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. Like, how much money did he – do you think there was ever a negotiation or anything? It was like, hey, we want you to be the face. We're going to give you a million dollars. You'd be like, okay. Or do you think he goes, no, I can get more than that. I'm, I'm going to need, like, $10 million. That's where you leave it up to the agents. And the rest. Well, I know, but it's funny to me that we, and this is what. You think he like jumped at anything well, for. Well, though, that's what maybe, I wonder how serious this, how important the issue is with him. He. If that makes sense. So it's kind of like, Al, it's kind of like, well, it's kind of like Al Sharpton and they're kind of notorious, especially that guy in Houston. What was his name? Um, Quantum many- X or something like Quantum. What's his name? The the guy who always showed oh, Qu- up. Oh, Quan LX. Quan, well, is that what his name is in Houston? Yeah. Where, like, he gets paid to show up to places. Mm-hmm. And I always kind of laughed to myself. I was like, how important are issues to you? Well, they're important enough to where I get paid first before I show up to talk about these issues. And that's why I'm trying to think, like, all right, so Colin Kaepernick's going to be the face of this campaign about sacrificing everything to just do it. 
And I'm like, okay, well, I wonder how much he really sacrificed when it came down to the negotiation table. Uh, and that's what I wanted to talk about because the tagline is, and this is a quote, believe in something even if it means sacrificing everything. The man has just made millions of dollars. Well, and that's what I'm in- What's I, he sacrificed? That's what I'm interested in. I mean, he just sacrificed his job that he was making millions of dollars. I wouldn't call it a sacrifice. He pro- when you protest, it's supposed to hurt. It's supposed to hurt yourself. That's why I've always maintained if I if you want me to take kneeling seriously, and you have every right to kneel, and this will you know we could tangent off if you want. It's a business decision, but kneel five minutes into the game instead of five minutes before. Well, yeah, the game. you've already. Who cares what you're saying? Same, so, I've, but he's I mean, not sacrificed anything. Well, I mean, I think uh, I think it's easy on paper to see that people will connect to that. I mean, I, I this is a smart move by Nike because no matter what, they're going to be forgotten, and this campaign is going to be forgotten in five years. But and it's right another now, polarizing thing, and each side is accusing talk, the other. We're also talking about a company that makes their shoes in third world countries and pays. That, you know, these are the things that they've thrown. That's where I was going with that. They've thrown themselves into the spotlight because now they've taken a very polarizing issue where they didn't have to and it's a business decision they have every right to and that's why i was iterate reiterating what i was saying earlier as a business decision do whatever you want but you got to be able to pay the consequences it's now, a, what's also funny to me where it it's someone spent so much money on an ad campaign and they didn't do anything about the product as in like they didn't introduce like it's the same shoe it's the same shoe mm-hmm and that's what kind of like again, like this is what kind of made me laugh when I saw this because like I guess you can have a spokesperson, but like this has literally no connection to the product. Like it isn't like he's a football player and I use these shoes because it makes me jump higher, mm-hmm. which is like the old way of doing. Like that's why Michael Jordan was so popular and his right. shoes were so popular. The campaign is wear our shoes and be a rebel. I mean, you think so? Yeah, that's it. You I mean, know, stand that, up against the man. Wouldn't Adidas have that though? They already have that, don't they? Well, no, it's just the because that's like the hip hop crew where understand Nike's that? revenues have been dropping. Now, in fairness to Nike, one reason why their revenues dropped is they brought a lot of money back from overseas with the uh, recent Trump tax break. What happened was businesses that have been, I don't want to say hiding money, stashing money overseas, keeping their money uh, over there, were told. Bring it back to America. You'll get spanked once with the tax, but then it's yours to keep and do whatever you want. So that's that's where a lot of the businesses brought their money back and were able to give out the quote unquote crumbs to people who needed them. You know, a thousand bucks here, two thousand yeah. bucks there. So they took a financial hit, but however, their sales have. Uh, if if I did read right earlier, and someone correct me if I am reading this wrong, have gone down. So this is something that gets them back in the spotlight. People are going to yeah. sell. It's very polarizing. But I'm just thinking of all the, well, it's it's their right to choose who they want. I myself am I've never worn Nikes before. I'm not going to spend two hundred bucks on. Well, yeah, like I said, like this doesn't really change the direction of the product. Like, what are they trying to say? They're trying to get the the younger crowd who are just if so? it's Republican, it's evil. Therefore, well, I think what's going to happen. This is what I, this is my theory. What's going to happen is people are going to be inspired to buy Nikes, but then they go to the store and they're like, man, they're a hundred dollars. And then, like, not my, I'm not inspired to do So that's what's going to happen. The one suggestion I have about the whole thing is there. there's a, a initiative now to burn them, you know, cut off the, the tags on your socks or burn them. Instead of that, donate them to a homeless shelter or a veterans administration. If you don't want to wear, absolutely. So this is people who are being offended by the whole Nike thing. Show your protest 
by letting someone else benefit. There you go. Thank you, Sean. You're welcome. For all that soapbox-ish. <laughs> but yeah, it's 19 Mornings Lone Star. Don't forget, we got a special guest coming in today, so stick around. We're broadcasting live from the Lone Star Community Radio Studios on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. We're Montgomery County's community radio station. We will be right back. I'm an Iraq War veteran, Naval Academy graduate, certified project management professional, and I'm running for county judge in Montgomery County. We should have a budget and a strategic plan that reflect the priorities in our county. Public safety, flood mitigation, mobility and infrastructure. I will build trust in our county government through transparency and accountability, representing every resident in Montgomery County. I'm Jay Spittleberg, and I'm ready to work for you. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. All right, welcome back. Morning's Lone Star, broadcasting live from the LSCR studios. Man, having a good day so far. I hope you guys are ready for some fun. And uh, we have a special guest coming in. If you're a veteran and you want to learn about how to get free legal advice, stay tuned. Sounds good. Sounds great. Sounds awesome. Yeah, sounds great. So yeah, But we- no, let's close out the Nike deal. And I know we're talking about Colin Kaepernick. It's just... I think in the long run, it doesn't really affect that much because they're still going to make shoes. They're still going to make money off those shoes. Bottom line, and I think it's like, do you think the world needs to understand these people are about making money? Yes. Like, do you really believe Nike is really behind humanitarian No. The second they, and- the second they, they shut down every sweatshop in Thailand. Well, that's what, I mean, I'm trying to... It's just funny to me because you think this is... And this is something I always uh, talk to my cousin about when it's ever since Colin Kaepernick did his deals. Like, now he's got this 
great motivation and a great audience to do something very positive. But has anything really positive come from it? Nope. And that's what's like, I mean, it kind of stinks that this is now even more of an opportunity for him to call out Nike. Be like, hey, I'll do it, but, you know, money. I'm I'm really wondering what the, the details of the contract are. Uh, eventually, I'm sure it would come out. What's funny to me is as a man who uh, – Votes Republican primaries. I'll, I'll say that. I'm not all the way Republican, but, you know, when it comes to primary time, I'll, I'll vote the Republican ballot. Uh, being accused daily of if I follow this person or uh, because of guilt by association, I'm all these horrible things. Now, with the Kaepernick, one of the – someone who's been tweeting about what, how awesome this is and what a wonderful man this is is former Iranian President Mahmoud Ahmadinejad. It's a mouthful, who actually oversees annual Death to America Day, has said Death to America, and, and funds terrorist cells. So I'm just leaving that out there going, if the Iranian president is for this, or the former Iranian president is for this deal, most of us should be against it. That's just my thought. Now, and I don't want to play the, you know, tit-for-tat thing, but if you follow this thing, then are you as— you know, if the Iranian president's all for this and has all this hatred towards America, are you by if you're supporting this, does that mean that you are equally bad? The answer, of course, is no. So I'm trying to up the the standard here, not to bring everyone down on the mud pit, but up it up, saying cut it out. You, you know, if you want to burn your Nikes, great. If you want to donate them, great. If you want to wear them every day, great. Nothing is going to change. I just no social I mean, because remember the whole kneeling thing was what. What was it protesting? Well, let me ask you something legal, on a legal standpoint, and I can ask the lawyer. This is hopefully he's a lawyer coming in talking about the legal initiative. Do you think if Nike used the image of the kneeling as their campaign, do you think they had to pay? Oh, they'd have to pay out the nose because it would show NFL uniforms. You think so? But they're oh, already they're already sponsored. They're already basically the uniformed sponsor. NFL needs money too. They would charge so, Nike countless millions, probably billions, to say you want to you want to show a football. That's why you can't show. A lot of times, well, like when it's a local level commercial, like you'll see J.J. Watt in his Texans mm -hmm. outfit. You know, there's because H-E-B doesn't have that much money and it's for the local market. But you do an international or global PR campaign, that's where billions of dollars change hands. So what would happen if, like, I use a commercial with Martin Luther King and his image? Do I have to pay the family or something? How does that work? No, that was a public he was not wearing an endorsable outfit. so say we made the commercial with the kneeling with like basically censoring the the emblems blurring it out yeah it depends who took the photo i would presume because remember the photographer owns the copyright until there's a contract yeah but i'm sure nike has access to that kind of stuff we're, oh, talking, we're talking about nike here yes and oh they they have the resources for sure with all the money they save by the people who actually build the shoes and again, that's why I'm kind of laughing at this whole thing. And I know a lot of people are getting bent out of shape and more battle lines are going to be drawn and more polarization and more schism. Well, do you think with the the animosity on scenarios like this, it's also almost become a part of the agenda at a PR firm saying, here are your options in our booklet of what to do about can like, like ad campaigns. And one of them is strike a match to set a social that is outcry because like the trend well like like currently the buzz aldrin first man mm -hmm. movie got somehow i don't know where this even came from 
like I don't understand who starts this stuff, but I think it was Ryan Gosling said they're not going to have the shot of him it was playing the American flag. <laughs> but I was like, is that really a polarizing concept? Like they're making a movie. Like some movies don't include a lot of information. I actually have a friend who is literally a rocket scientist at NASA. Yeah, who was grossly offended by what Ryan Gosling. Well, I mean, Gosling but we said. already dis- we already talked about you can be whatever you want to be after reacting to something, but. That doesn't mean that it's not their intention, unless it's like flat out. Well, well, it was Gosling's answer and the director's answer going, we're showing that the whole race to the moon was went beyond borders and went beyond. No, it, lit- it absolutely quite the opposite. It was the space race. We had to beat the Soviet Union. It was an American venture. It wasn't uh, everyone holding hands. What well, do you think Kumbaya. it's them trying to rewrite history? Yes. I don't think so. It, it was the same way. The, the one thing I, I was loved, um, Superman Returns. With Brandon Routh, Ruth, however you pronounce his name. Okay. You saw that one, yeah. right? Where Perry White says, truth, justice, and all that stuff. Cutting out the American way because all of a sudden the American way is now to be mocked and ridiculed and poo-pooed upon. That really, that offended me. Now I still enjoy the movie. I'm not going to boycott the movie, but I just realized that was completely unnecessary. With this, the planting of the flag, it was an American flag for a reason. And it wasn't a sign of imperialism. It was we got there first. We won the race. When somebody wins an Olympic race, what do they do? They drape themselves in their country's flag, and everyone cheers for it. It was. It did not go beyond the, the space race and the landing on the moon. Did not go beyond countries and borders, and it was not a worldwide event. It was an American event that we beat the Soviet Union there, and that's what it was all about. And I had people saying, "Well, well even well, even Armstrong's kids didn't mind." Yeah, but Buzz Aldrin did. <laughs> the guy who walked on the moon after him. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's kind of funny where you know we take the social media outcry and the the overall perspective of things. Mm-hmm. And then nothing really gets, nothing comes from it, nothing. Because, like, I even know in my back of my mind, like, we had Nazis, that former Nazis, mm-hmm. on the same NASA campaign. It wasn't, a, when you make sausage. And so I'm guessing if I'm Ryan Gosling and I was interviewing him, I'm be like, so even the Nazis then. And I think, that's what I love about the social outcry, because no one would want to answer that question. Right. So I was like, okay, so if we're either going to go either way, we got to go one way, guys. We can't mm-hmm. just kind of nitpick what makes us feel good. And unfortunately, with movie making and stuff, it's, it's interesting to me that they wanted to make a movie about this person and not even consider that kind of perspective of it, of it being an American feat. I uh, absolutely agree. That's why I won't be watching it. It's not a boycott. I'm just... With that, well, I mean, let's, political. Let's, let's be real. Apollo thirteen came out. That movie kind of did all the space movies into one. It was good. We're between done. that, we don't and, need another space movie. Folks. Well, between Apollo thirteen and the right and stuff, then Independence Day, Independence and Day, and Aliens, uh, Armageddon, Armageddon, definitely. Yes, yeah, so we, there we, we now go. know what to do if there's an asteroid hitting the Earth. <laughs> asteroid. Can, aliens. I love, my, my favorite thing is you think about the drawing board room, and it's like we need a cool concept. How do we get rid of this asteroid? Oh, we hire a bunch. Of drillers. Because it's easier to train drillers to be astronauts than it is to train astronauts to be drillers. And did I ever tell you about the, the commentary on that? No. I used to do a lot of commentaries on movies, and Ben Affleck went off. Because it was the scene where it was like they were actually giving the reason why they're going to send, like, the, the, the line you just gave. And he just loses his mind and thought about how stupid this was and how him and him and uh, Bay were arguing all the time and, like, how this was just ridiculous. And then I realized I was being paid, so I'd be quiet. Well, yeah, it's why are you complaining so loud? Because, like, fine, then there's no movie. Bye. That's hilarious. <laughs> but, yeah, anything else? I know that was – I wanted to kind of end that and talk about the Buzz Aldrin thing. 
But it <laughs> is also interesting too. Like I said, you're gonna you're putting a lot of money into something, and you don't like. I, I'm, I'm guessing they knew they were gonna get backlash, and they wanted this. No, they felt that people would go, yeah, we're all open borders, kumbaya, one world, no immigration, no ice, no. I mean that that's to me that was the director's choice to say his metaphor. Yeah, is no borders. You know, those people who walk into countries back and forth. I personally don't subscribe to that myself, and so I don't appreciate the how the director rewrote history. Now it's his vision. He could have done the whole thing as a as a LSD trip cartoon for all I care. I wouldn't watch it because I don't agree with the director's vision on that. Yeah, come on in. All right, we're gonna take a quick break here on Lone Star Community Radio. We're broadcasting live on Facebook and also Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Hopefully, we have a lawyer in here so we can switch all topics. These, yeah, heavy legal questions. Heavy have. legal questions. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're listening to Lone Star Community Radio, IRLoneStar.com, worldwide, folks. Hanging out. We'll be right back after these messages from our sponsors, who are Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, Conroe Coffee. And Jay Stilberg for County Judge, folks. We'll be right back. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County. My name is Jay Stilberg. I'm an Iraq War veteran, Naval Academy graduate, certified project management professional, and I'm running for County Judge in Montgomery County. We should have a budget and a strategic plan that reflect the priorities in our county. Public safety, flood mitigation, mobility and infrastructure. I will build trust in our county government through transparency and accountability, representing every resident in Montgomery County. I'm Jay Spittleberg, and I'm ready to work for you. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe, at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. All right, we are back, 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 back. Lone Star Community Radio on IRLoneStar.com, on Facebook Live. Welcome back. We do have a special guest. We have Andrew Lehman. Lehman, yeah, Lehman. we got it right. All right, that's right. I was right. I was right. I was right. We have him in the studio. He is from the Veterans Legal Initiative. Hopefully I said that right, too. And uh, coming up, I believe, on September 8th, there is a legal line. If you don't know what a legal line is, is it, le- is it called legal line, right? Well, legal line is our calling. This is a in-person clinic. Oh, so this is a full-on, like, you can be, you don't even have to call people. You show up. 
you show up. And it happened in Conroe, too. That's correct, at the VA Outpatient Clinic in Conroe from uh, 9 a.m. till noon. And that what, what that means, folks, if you're a veteran, or is it like you're a family of a veteran? Like, what, what's the umbrella here? Do you uh, know? The people we will help without questions is a veteran or a spouse of a deceased veteran. However, we're pretty flexible. We're there. We have volunteers. If you have a question related to a veteran or you are a family member of a veteran but are, have a question about it, we will talk to you. And it's free it for is free. the first consultation? It or? is free. No asterisks. Okay. Look at that. See? No BS. Look at that. That's Very cool. Forward. Andrew, what's a, uh, an example of like legal assistance a veteran or spouse of a deceased veteran may need? So we are there with volunteer attorneys from the uh, uh, Montgomery County Bar Association mm-hmm. who will consult uh, people on any issue they bring. Uh, for our most common issues involve family law, estate uh, planning, probate, those type of issues. We're looking for civil legal issues. Um, our second half of the program that involves continued representation by volunteer attorneys, our issues are limited, but for the clinic on Saturday, if you want to talk to a lawyer, come talk to a lawyer. Wow. That's great. And how many years has this been a thing? So Houston Volunteer Lawyers, our uh, uh, parent program, has been around since the 1980s. Uh, the Veterans Legal Initiative, the part where we come out to outpatient clinics to talk to veterans, has been around for about eight years. And is there a, a website or Facebook page people can go to to find out more? To see the upcoming clinics, um, we have hba.org, houstonbarassociation.org. Um, for Houston Volunteer Lawyers and our limitations and what we accept and what we don't accept and further information on that, uh, that's at uh, HoustonVolunteerLawyersProgram.org, uh, HVLP.org, or MakeJusticeHappen.org. And we will post these up on our uh, Facebook page and the podcast. We'll, we'll tag these so people can come to it. And if, you know, know that with veterans, uh, even if they don't have, like, Internet access available to them, local library takes care of that, right? Right, and and. Again, they can just come in and see us as well. Uh, we're not going to turn anyone away for any reason at that clinic. Uh, like I say, anyone that wants to come in and talk to a lawyer can. Uh, it's only when it gets to the now we're going to represent you on an issue, then the fine print comes in. You have to be financially qualified, have to have a legal issue we can assist with, uh, and certain other restrictions. Andrew, about how many lawyers are involved with this initiative? Uh, we get volunteers from Montgomery County and the surrounding areas, um, so we'll have hopefully about 10 volunteers there um, through the clinics we do throughout the year through the greater Houston area. We have several hundred volunteer attorneys that come go to clinics and uh, take cases. And when you say volunteer, I mean, these men and women, they're doing this pro bono, right? Correct. They have full-time jobs. They have something else going on. They do this as their uh, way to give back to the community. So they're doing this for free. That is awesome. Good on them. Cause you know, the legal field, everyone poo-poo's lawyers until they need one. And all of a sudden they, they, they want the best. Most of it's fair. <laughs> So, listen to people, this, this is awesome. These people here are hundreds of volunteers throughout the year, and, and especially for this initiative for the uh, in-clinic things happening on September the 8th. And what are the times on it? Uh, we're there from 9 a.m. till noon. So, uh, we, we start seeing people at 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the volunteers get there. Um, and then at noon, we've told them they get to go home. So, we'll see anybody from 9 a.m. till noon. If you come to 11.59, I will not be happy with you, but we'll see you. Um, <laughs> Fair and warning. if you show up early, you're not going to get seen any earlier because the volunteers aren't going to be there. So, And uh, in the past, how many people have shown Is this like line stretching around the block? No, or? no, no, no. Okay. Uh, uh, I, I hope not. Um, yeah. uh, we, 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 so, we do uh, about uh, 20-something of these clinics around the outpatient clinics. Uh, we average about 23 veterans. Uh 
highs in the 50s, lows in the 10s. Um, but uh, we, we don't know what to expect until we show up. So we could see 50 on Saturday. We could see 10. People, you need to come out and get surprised along with these lawyers here and bring some water or something too, you know, bring some uh, Shipley's Donuts for these. Uh, we we actually have don't, coffee and donuts there. I probably should volunteer that. Uh, we, we do have coffee and donuts <laughs> Well, there, you want so. people to well, show up. There, a nice I'm, surprise. I'm, I'm there now. <laughs> you feel free to bring food though. Um, we'll take that <laughs> they, as well. They won't take it out. Please do not away. feed the attorneys. Well, that's what the coffee's for. Uh, it doesn't matter how much we get; it will be gone by by noon. So, so what, when is so nine to noon mm-hmm. at the BA Outpatient Clinic in Conroe? BA Outpatient Clinic in Conroe, and that's September eighth. I believe that's a Saturday. Correct, Saturday. Mm-hmm. Saturday, September eighth. My mommy's birthday. When I say I'm a listener and I've qualified as a veteran or a uh, spouse of a veteran that passed away, what kind of things should I bring? Because this is legal stuff. Um, I imagine. You can't just come and say, hey, my neighbor is, you know, poisoning my dog and my husband died. He's a veteran. So help me. Uh, yes, you can. I, um, uh, so, okay. So, like, so, really the cases don't have to be well, so specific. For, again, there's, there's two parts to this. The first part is you want to talk to a lawyer. We're going to ask you to fill out paperwork when you're there. We're going to check your ID. We don't confirm veteran status at the clinic. It's too cumbersome and we don't want to turn anyone away. Uh, so if you say you're a veteran, we'll believe you. Now, if you want further representation, then we will confirm it after. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, same thing with bringing in paperwork. Bring what you want a lawyer to look at. If you've got paperwork that you need us to look at or you want us to review or that would help us uh, uh, assess your case, bring it. Um, you don't need to bring your duffel bag full of all your paperwork. We're, we're not, we don't have that much time. But anything you want us to look at, bring. If you don't have any paperwork. So this is more of an on. introduction. Correct. And then it goes into, like, this isn't the only time I'm going to be able to see you. Uh, correct. Unless uh, if we're not assisting you after that clinic, then it, it, all the advice is all we're given. So okay. if you've got paperwork, please bring it. It will help us make a, a good assessment of your case and be able to give you the best advice we can. Um, so but the big advantage is, you know, a lot of people have, you know, lawyers aren't cheap. A lot of people have questions uh, and they don't know whether this justifies going to a lawyer or not. This is a, a free way of finding out. Well, that's what I, I that's what I'm know. trying to get get across to folks is like, don't be afraid. Yeah. Just come. And then if you really... If you're a person who saves all their evidence or whatever yeah. for a case, then you might want to bring it. And yeah. then, because this is more of an assessment. Correct. And okay. and we will give advice and feedback based on what we have. Uh, just, we understand lawyers like to, to coach everything behind them, maybe, possibly, if. Uh, but we will give it the best advice we can based on what you bring. So um, I, th- I think the real value is, again, we, we've never... We don't turn people away, and we've never laughed anyone out the building. So if you're not sure if you need a lawyer, here, or not, hold my beer. I can fix that. What <clears throat> we laugh after you're gone. Yeah. Um, okay. But, there you go. Uh, if you're not sure whether you need a lawyer or not, it's fair enough. You know, our volunteers are there. They're there to help. We don't want them sitting around staring at each other, killing time. Keep us busy. Bring us your questions. So outside of this in-person thing happening uh, here in Conroe, uh, Legal Line does something. I think it's like every Wednesday. Correct. Um, uh, I believe it's the third Wednesday of the month. You ambushed me with an HBA program. Well, no, uh, well I, I kind of – Carly Wood over at the Houston Bar Association keeps emailing me, like, the legal line yeah. stuff. And it's just different. It's like – but it's it, always on a Wednesday, and yeah. it's always from, like, and that, that 5 is, to 9. And that is call and, and get your questions answered the phone. Uh, the advantage of that is, of course, is you don't have to go anywhere or fill anything out to do it. The disadvantage is when you do the in-person consultation, you, you got a better chance to go in detail, and you got a chance for them to look at your paperwork. Yeah. Um, it's it's a different kind of consultation. Yes. It's a little bit deeper. If you're really on the, I don't know if this is a legal problem, sure, call legal line. That's that's what it's there for. 
Um, and that's, of course, open to the public. So there's, there's less uh, barriers to that. Um, but ours is the first step, like I said, to get pro bono representation as well. So yeah. when you have a case where you need help from a lawyer, you cannot afford one, you have no other way of getting one, come talk to us. We'll see if we can help. All right. So Andrew's in the studio, Andrew Lehman, with the uh, the Veterans oh, let me look it over, the Veterans Legal Initiative. There you go. And happening this weekend from 9 a.m. to noon at the VA Outpatient Clinic here in Conroe, you can show up and get your legal advice for free if you're a veteran or your spouse of a deceased veteran. What about a spouse of a veteran? Well, again, so, you, you again, I know you're saying that you don't really ask those questions correct. until you take a case to the next step. Um, Houston Volunteer Lawyers has a program that helps anyone that's qualified that we could fit them in under if they're qualified. There you go. Um, the reason we don't make the program open to everybody like that is because you'll get everybody coming showing up, which I don't actually have a huge problem with, but that's not what our grants say we can do. So, yes, we, we, we're all the, the work for somebody. So, well, there you go. I want to take a quick moment. Um, just you know, give us a brief bio. What got you into? Because by day you work for the Houston Volunteer Lawyers. Correct. Uh, did you just wake up one Tuesday and say, "I want, I want to give something back," or how that how that turn out? Uh, well, I was uh, getting out of the army in 2009, and they thanks for your they, service. They, they passed the new GI Bill, and I, I realized that I needed to go back to school because I wasn't going to get a job. Um, <laughs> so the uh, choices were, you know, medical school or law school. I'm not smart enough to be a doctor, so I'm a lawyer instead. Um, <laughs> when I was leaving law school, uh, this position happened to be open. Um, the career council told me about it because I, I was a veteran. They were looking for veterans to apply. Um, I applied. They took me, and five and a half years later, and we're still uh, we're still getting along. So. Awesome. Well, that's great to hear. Uh, well, thanks for doing this. Thanks for your service in the army too. Uh, we appreciate it for for sure. Well, I, I appreciate the new GI Bill. So feelings mutual. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, my son went through the same thing. He he got out, and he's he's getting his second degree in something right now. So something because he didn't really care. Well, you know, <laughs> no. it was it was physics, but then he changed it. I think it's like math or something. Those both sound hard. I was, I, right. I, 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 I was not that ambitious. I'm an English lit kind of guy. So. Well, Andrew, I mean, I appreciate you coming in and telling people about this. Again, what what's the main websites? Because some folks who can't make it on Saturday, where can they go again to get the like general information on when the next event in person event well, is? The, the, our, our clinic calendars are at hba.org and makejusticehappen.org. Makejusticehappen.org. Um, now, if they can't make it, we have a clinic every week at the DeBakey VA Hospital downtown. So okay. they, they want to take a ride down there where they're every Friday from 1 to 5 p.m. So if they can't make it this Saturday and they want to talk to us or they don't want to wait till Saturday, they want to see us on Friday, we're there every Friday. Okay. Same well, cool. program, same system. We have volunteer attorneys there answering any question you got. Is this a part of a nonprofit, or yes. is it so if people want to donate and things like that to help out? MakeJusticeHappen.org can take donations. We're primarily funded by grants from the. I have to be very careful because they're going to be offended if I leave anyone out. The Houston Bar, Bar Foundation, okay. Texas Access Justice Foundation, okay. and the Texas Veterans Commission. Okay. Because it takes money to get this thing running, especially when it's legal stuff. Someone's got to pay the court. The court always gets paid. The Xerox fees well, alone. When did they ever waive their fees? They, they actually waive them pretty frequently for our clients. Well, um, there you go. <laughs> now I'm learning something. Now you know. <laughs> so there is a, uh, a uh, commonly called Popper's Affidavit. It's an affidavit of inability to afford costs. Uh, if you qualify for free legal services for us, you will most likely qualify for that. And yeah. we'll waive all court costs. Oh, nice. So earlier you were saying, um, like, 
uh, veterans may come in, be coming in with uh, like estate issues. Mm -hmm. uh, is there an issue that's like kind of the most popular, I guess is the best way to put it? Uh, I would say the most popular issue uh, relates to either divorce, custody, or child support, something to do with the child dispute. Um, so second to that is law. they want to make a will or someone has passed away and they need to probate in the state. Uh, we get a lot of questions about veterans' benefits, landlord-tenant issues, um, property taxes, bankruptcy, uh, other debtor-creditor issues. Um, those are the most frequent ones we see. Gotcha. So a lot of questions can be answered. So if you're a veteran or if you know a veteran, uh, let them know about this. Come out Saturday, September 8th, this upcoming Saturday, uh, from 9 a.m. to 12 noon at the Conroe VA Outpatient Clinic. And, uh, yeah, bring bring uh, donuts and water for these people. who These lawyers who are giving up their time doing this for free, but pro bono means, uh, to help these people out. All right. Well, Andrew, thank you so much for coming in. Well, thanks a lot for having me. I appreciate it. And we'll uh, keep talking about Legal Line and also the Veterans Legal Initiative. <laughs> Sorry, I don't want to mess that up. No, you're you know? doing great. Keep it up, man. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio, IRLoneStar.com. we got to take our break. We'll be back, though. It's 949. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be right back. My name is Jay Spittleberg. I'm an Iraq War veteran, Naval Academy graduate, certified project management professional, and I'm running for county judge in Montgomery County. We should have a budget and a strategic plan that reflect the priorities in our county. Public safety, flood mitigation, mobility and infrastructure. I will build trust in our county government through transparency and accountability, representing every resident in Montgomery County. I'm Jay Spittleberg, and I'm ready to work for you. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002 offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. You know, it's funny, as Holly didn't know, uh, Kenny Loggins was popular in the late 60s and into the 70s. It's funny how, you know, like, we have a lot of 80s bands and artists and stuff, and we think, oh, they were big in the 80s. Well, it's like, a, if you remember the band Golden Earring, who's most popular for that Twilight Zone song? Yeah. Actually, their first hit was in the 60s. But also, I would say Kenny Loggins' music changed 
as the time changed. Oh, yes. Look at Journey. They, they segued from a 70s band into an 80s band with a different sound, completely different sound, but no, no real problem. Yeah. Just grew with the times. We have breaking news. Oh, great. Give me the breaking news uh, sound effect. Uh, breaking news. There oh, you sorry. go. Community radio. So 13 years ago. Breaking news. I'm <laughs> sorry, community radio. <laughs> 13 years ago, there was a breaking. <laughs> there was a heart-rending theft from a museum where a piece of American history was taken from us. And, of course, I'm talking about the red ruby slippers that Dorothy wore. That was oh, man, I really thought you were going to say this is like the 13th, uh, you know, year since National Treasure came out. The movie. I really thought you were going with that. So someone stole the red shoes. Yes, 13 years ago. Well, the FBI has said that officials are expected to announce two, later today in Minneapolis, 2 p.m. Eastern. So that's the, what? That's uh, one here. Uh, that the slippers stolen from the Judy Garland Museum in Grand Rapids, Minnesota in August of 2005 have been recovered. The Ruby slippers were swiped during a heist in which someone broke Man, through a window. I, I wouldn't mind talking to the guy who's been on that case. Well, now, bear in mind, these shoes were, were insured for a million bucks. No, I get that they have a value. But it's just funny that that's what, you know, you join the FBI. And you really have no, I mean, I wouldn't say you have a complete say of what you do with your time when being assigned a case. But I just can't imagine being in the shoe business. <laughs> the Ruby slipper shoe. Yeah. Yeah, I'll imagine all the grief you got from the guys in the in the precinct. Hey, here comes here comes Dorothy. Keep looking for your for your brains. But it reminds me of uh, uh, the 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 film, the remake of the Thomas Crown Affair, the one with Pierce Brosnan. One of the few instances where I think the the remake actually is on par with the original, if not even slightly better. And you have the Dennis Leary character who's been assigned as as a cop to find out who stole this this painting. And at the end, he's like, I really don't care. You know, it's 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 art that I'll never appreciate, that no one cares about, even though it's worth millions of dollars, you know, from the street level convert level. He's just, I don't care. So, yeah, but those of you who were, uh, and I have many friends in theater, so this is important to them. The ruby slippers apparently have been recovered. How do you think they tell? They're the real ones. How do you think? They you must know? go through an exhaustive forensic process, which involves going to Madame Trousseau's to the Judy Garland wax figure because it's based on her body, and then putting the slipper on her foot like Cinderella. If it fits, it's the real ruby slipper. Really? You think it's that simple? <laughs> I have no idea. Because, I, I mean, there is, a, there is a time period change between, like, what technology can do today and the only guess, the only way I can think of like doing a true match, is somehow there's residue of her feet or her like dead skin cells in the shoe, and we you could prove that she wore that shoe. But then again, I think she probably wore plenty of shoes, right? Like, how could you really prove it? There must be some kind of they could do a DNA swab on the soles. You think so? I have no idea. I wonder. I mean, that's that's a that's a weird, that's a cool thing to think about. Yeah. Anything about mm -hmm. now to kind of uh, I, I need to respond to uh, a response. Yeah, uh, talking about golden earring that had their first, they formed in 1961. They had hits overseas. Now in America in the 70s it was Radar Love, and then in the 80s it was uh, 
go uh, Twilight Zone, and then after that is when the lady smiles. But in the '60s, overseas, well, you know, their, you know that makes their, me think because they're Dutch, because there's success in overseas. So maybe this first man movie is trying to be really popular in other in other countries instead of the United States, and that's why they don't show the American flag. Because remember we were talking about that. About how they, like, if you look at posters from all over, like, if you take one movie and then you look at the posters they make for each market around mm-hmm. the world, like, so, both the time they take out the American flag. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why they did it. Maybe. Because they knew they could be in those markets. There you go. Yeah. But I I like Golden Earrings. It's a good band. Okay. I miss them. We <laughs> okay. need a reunion tour. They need to come to Dozy Doe's Big Barn. So what do you – you ever seen those googly eyes that people put on? Like you ever seen those googly plastic eyes that are, that are adhesive? Oh, yes, yes. Uh-huh. So people I ki- put them on their hands and – I kid you not. Apparently there was a fish market person who in Kuwait has actually been putting those in fish to make it look like they're fresh. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. So <laughs> – does, it, does he tell you, it's remove these deal. fake eyeballs before it's you cook the fish? It's a real deal. So, Boy, uh, this fish is crunchy. And I think if you want to come look at them, it's hilarious. But, uh, yeah, they it's not like the eyes that move around kind of stuff. It's yeah. just like it has, like, it's always looking up, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. That's funny. So, they, legit, there's a picture of it. I'll uh, let, me, let me copy this picture, and I'll send it to our folks on Facebook. It's the real deal, folks. There you go. And kudos to listener Brett for uh, reminding us that, you know, in the stories, L. Frank Baum's uh, Wizard of Oz you know, series. I don't know why I did that. I they were ju- silver slippers. I can just show you. Because we have the ability to show you. Oh, and you posted it. Awesome. So the picture so, is on our Facebook feed right now. Yeah, so there's there it is. Let's see if I can zoom in without causing too much problems for our, for our viewers. So there it is. There's the, the googly eyes. <laughs> That's a real deal, folks. That is cool. But, uh, yeah. Got anything else for me? Because you're really killing me with no, no feedback here. I thought you liked the googly eyes. I love the googly eyes. I thought eyes. you were going to like it when the man who lost his uh, pee-pee to a flesh-eating... Disease that he got through surgery, he gets a six-figure payout. Did you know about that? So basically, if you we have a number now, folks. If you lose your pee-pee when you are having surgery, it's worth six figures. Just letting you know. If you're facing that, you can call Andrew Lehman and be like, they they took my pee-pee and uh six figures is like the minimum you'll take. You know, I would like to think I get a lot more than just the six. Well, no, that's what that's actually one thing I love about hearing that's judgments. That's hundred thousand yeah. dollars. Woo! Whoopie so doo! Apparently, a man named Andrew Lane, who's sixty-three, contra- uh, contracted a potentially fatal infection uh, from an operation to remove his prostate gland in two thousand thirteen. His bowel was punctured during the procedure at the hospital in England. Uh, is that where Essex is, right? Or is that more of like where's Essex? Essex is uh, southern Midlands. Okay, area. just making sure it was in the same island. Yes, but, it's uh, in England. But staff only noticed the injury six days later, and then he lost his uh, privates due to that. So six figures. Always wondered about that. You Man, I wouldn't settle for less than eight. Yeah. There you go. One figure. You know, there, there's a dark rabbit hole I could go down. I'm not going to, so we're going to change subjects. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, listener Brett points out that uh, you think that it would have been prorated by age. 
kind of an expected use thing. I'd like to think that if I'm, how old is this guy, 60-something? 60 63. 63. I'd like to think that I'm at 63. I, you know, might still have game. I think Mrs. Skippy would be expecting it, so. There. Well, I mean, I think it's, Loss uh, again, of earnings. like, it, it, how do you put a price on things that cannot be replaced? And I bet you anything there is a price, like, if I lost my arm, there's a there's a price for that. Yeah, well, as evidenced by the actuary tables, you know, you have your accidental death and dismemberment mm -hmm. policies where you lose your arm, it's this much. Now, I actually wonder if it gets down to are you left-handed or right-handed and which arm you lose? Because that could actually come into it. Cool. But I, I do remember reading those things where it was like, if you lose your foot below the ankle, it's this much. But if you lose it above the ankle, literally one inch higher, it's this much money. So, yeah, I guess they got it down to a fine art algorithm. That's pretty funny. Well, we're going to take our break. Okay. When we come back, we got plenty of stuff going on we can talk about. And if you have a topic, listener, watcher, go on Facebook, message us, or email us at mwls at irlonestar.com. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio. It is 10 o'clock. We will be back very shortly. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with other treats and coffee. For more information regarding store hours and delivery in downtown Conroe, Conroe Coffee is on Facebook or by telephone at 936-266-7632. We would like to thank Conroe Coffee for being a supporter of Lone Star Community Radio and our morning sponsor with Mornings with Lone Star. <laughs> Path to the Plate is a research-based education program that helps consumers understand how their food choices impact their health by making the connection to agriculture, learning about how food is grown and produced, and how consumers can make better food choices for themselves and their families. Path to the Plate is all about dispelling myths and misconceptions. Find out more online at pathtothepleate.tamu.edu. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question, comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station on IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Listen in Mondays at noon to hear Conroe news from local nonprofits, businesses, upcoming events, Conroe Park events, news stories, 
and information that matters to you with your host, Margie Taylor of Taylorized PR. For more information about being a guest, visit IRLoneStar.com slash Conroe Culture. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com slash sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your questions. Get seen on TV, YouTube, and heard on our podcast, FM, and Internet Radio. Support your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. Welcome back. 10.06 on the dot. Mornings with Lone Star. (sighs) With Dick and Skippy on a gloomy Tuesday morning. In fact, let's talk uh, traffic and weather. We didn't do it earlier. So what I'm liking right now, it's only 78 degrees outside. Uh... Actually, that's in spring. Let's make sure. Yes, yeah, so still 78 here in Conroe. High going to be 86. Cloudy all day, all night. Uh, Wednesday seems to be kind of partly cloudy too, but Thursday through next week, looks like we're going to be stormy again. Uh, highs when the storms hit in the upper 80s. So I want to jinx it. I'll say, yay, we're past the bright, sunshiny, dry 100-day mark. Maybe I've jinxed it and storms will go away. Lows in the low 70s all week long. So that's the weather. Traffic. Looking good. The end. <laughs> there you go. Well, I think uh, like I-45 had some big problems. We. Uh... I mean, looking in the Montgomery County area, everything's looking clean. If you're heading southbound towards Houston, you're going to run into some issues right there at I-10. Highway 59 uh, or 69, whatever you want to call it. I'm just going to go with 69 from now on. Uh, it's looking good over by Porter and everything. Uh, 242, 1488, 105. I'm not really seeing any problems. So there you go. There right, we're you back. Go. We're back. And All we're right. back. We got another hot issue that I, I want to get your input on, Sean. With, okay. And I'll cut you off when you become trouble. Okay. Uh, so I'm good with that. It seems the, the AP News, which is like the people who you like a lot, right? Associated Press. Well, it's one of the few. AP, UPI, and Reuters are like the top three. Okay. Well, it seems that the Trump administration on Thursday accused Harvard University for engaging in outright racial balancing and sided with the Asian American students who are currently suing Harvard because they discriminated against them because of their race for acceptance, for basically getting into school. So say that again. We'll break down and make sure I'm with that. Was So this is an AP story. AP story. Okay, well, that's, that's fine. And that with the president is siding with the Asians who are suing Harvard because the Asians felt that they're not being allowed entry to Harvard because Harvard is trying to make sure there's a mixture of non-Asians in there. there was yeah, a so disproportionate in Asians. 2014, uh, a lawsuit was filed by Students for Fair Admission which argues that one of the world's most prestigious universities discriminates against academically strong Asian-American applicants in favor of others who may be less qualified. Yeah, I see see that happening. So. That is, man, that's such a hot-button topic because it's opportunities do need to be made for those who may not otherwise have those opportunities, but when it's taken to an extreme to where... Okay, we have two candidates, and one's more qualified than the other, can do a better job, but we need 
a woman, a black woman, a, a, an Asian, a Native American, or it could go the other way, or we got to have a white guy in here. Uh, that's where there's there's an issue with that. So there's no easy answers to this one. Uh, but if here's the thing, I think Harvard should allow the best students, and if they happen to be Asian. Well, I think really what you should say is Harvard can do whatever they want. As long. They're a private school. Is, yeah, as, so as can, long as it's really a do, private school, like they can do, they can do whatever you. they want. Yeah. So that's probably where we should end the conversation. Hmm. But but take Asians out of it. What if it was uh, blacks suing 40 years ago to get into Harvard because there are too many whites in there? The blacks would have actually had a, a reason for the lawsuit. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's very, I mean, I, I'm just saying from, yeah. you know, if you're Harvard, you can kind of do whatever you want. You can do. I well, think it's, uh, in my, looking at it like this, I always felt that it, it takes a long time for things to fully, ex like, just basically figure itself out. And, like, for example, that, remember that Green College, like, two or two years ago, where they kind of cornered that teacher because he was white, and they were trying to have a, like, uh, white people on campus off day or whatever? Mm-hmm. And now I think, like, the school is, like, really hurting right now because of all the negative feedback from that. And to me, it's like, well, that's what happens when you do policies like that. Right. And So uh, do you think this is what – you're also looking at Harvard, who at its core wants to produce the best kids. And it's to me it's silly. It's like they're shooting themselves in the foot by not – it seems like they're not accepting the best kids. I, I have to agree with you on, on that one. Um, listener Brett raises a great uh, a quote here. Uh, Always beware of the soft racism of lowered expectations. And when you lower uh, I, lower standard, I remember a few years ago that people were talking about the disparity between crack and powder cocaine, the punishments on that. Yeah. And they said it was disproportionately. And so what they did is they, instead of, even the amount on a higher level, they actually lowered the standards for powder to to, to hit crack, and, and it is a lowered standard, and that was opposite of what it should have been, in, in, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, Harvard can do whatever they want, and at this times like this, I hope they do the right thing by being moderate, knowing that you want the best students. Man, I don't know. No easy answers to this one. Yeah, I think it's just one of those things that – if, if it's gotten that important to make the decision they make here is what sets the rules for everybody. I don't know about that. I mean, I just, I think it will figure itself out. But then again, Harvard's in another realm that I can, I'm not part of that kind of culture. You could be, Dick. I mean, you why could would be I like, want to be? You could be like Rudy was to Notre Dame what, you know, you could be to uh, Harvard. Well, you think with all the social media and self-exploration, why do people need to go to school? Those learn by social media. Like, like <laughs> so I don't need to go to school. I've got YouTube. I can I can. Oh, learn. I'm pretty sure that's what everything. Daniel, one of our listeners, said. They uh, he looked it up on YouTube to solve how to disable the remote switch in Armageddon. <laughs> okay, last thing I looked up on YouTube was how to unclog my vacuum cleaner. So, is this handy? Did stuff? it work? It did. Yeah, I always get frustrated with videos like that because you always get a guy who isn't describing exactly what you need him to describe, and it's like. Hey, man, you need to make, like, 15 videos to really explain what you're trying to say, especially if it has to do something to do with the car. Yes. 
when it comes to car stuff, uh, well, except for brake, I haven't done, I haven't paid anyone else to do my brakes in decades, ever since I got hosed by a certain chain brake place. You can I'll, say their name. I'll go to AutoZone and buy my own pads, and, and, I, and I replace my own brakes. And I've yet, you know, they've yet to fail on me, so I know I've done a good job with that. Ordinarily, I'm just very mechanically declined. But, yeah, when it comes to car stuff, I'm not going to trust YouTube. Fixing my washing machine? Absolutely. But not car stuff? Not car stuff. Well, it, d it depends on the car stuff. I'd be the guy that would lose a, a bolt down the manifold into the carburetor, wh whatever they say. I'll just, no. I'll change the battery. I'll change the oil. I'll fill a washer fluid, and I'll definitely change my brakes. And anything beyond that, I'll, I'll leave it to the professionals. Well, good deal. Yeah. Okay. Well, we've been covering a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Hey, good news. Remember, uh, uh, we're, uh, there's that uh, sex brothel we were talking about, Italy's first one. It is booked for the— Italy? hold on. You mean Toronto's? No, we were talking about Toronto. Apparently, there's oh, another one in there's Italy. More? You mean like the toy place? Like they have toys? Is the, what's the brothel? The robot? Yeah, the robot it's, it's a sex doll brothel. And this one is booked for a week. So if you were planning on hitting to hit, heading over to Italy— I don't think I really want to know the their booking personage right now. Like, that just kind of freaks me out a little bit that I know that it's booked for a week. So every now and then I play the game in my head of, like, worst jobs in the universe. Like, I was watching an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation one day, and I noticed that every time they go into the conference room behind the bridge, all the chairs are pushed in and lined up. But every time they leave the conference room, they just push back the chairs and leave. No one pushes their chairs. That means that somewhere in Starfleet, there's Ensign Ricky, whose sole job is to wait until they're out of the conference room and then push all the chairs back in. And that's his only job. And that's got to be a sucky, sucky job. Well, leaning over towards these sex brothels with the dolls, or these brothels with the sex dolls, someone's got to clean the dolls after each. I told you I wanted to see the ad for that, the, the wanted ad. Hell, I know. That's just wrong. I mean, to be that guy, what do you do? Well, <laughs> no, he's a robot hygienist. C cybernetic hygienist is how these have to yeah. phrase it. That sounds like, like custodial engineer. Especially that's, that's planning for the future right there. Because you're going to be applying for jobs to clean robots in the future. And it's like, no, you're getting the groundwork right there. That's the foundation of your resume. Because you'll get into robotics with that. <laughs> But to be, uh, you know, you've hit rock bottom career-wise if, if that's your job, to squeegee out a sex doll. I don't know. All right. Well, I mean, that's your that's your deal. I'm not going to judge it. We've all seen. Would, would you would you take that job? Would I take it out of all the jobs in the world? Probably well, not. Okay. I mean, that would be like the least wanted thing I'd probably want to do. I wonder what they pay. Is no, this one of well, those? if anything, what they need to do is they need to do uh, relaunch international dirty jobs, and that'd be one of like the first episode. Oh, that would be. I remember that show. Good call. You think, you think he'd go for that? That'd be great. <laughs> Who is that? Was that Mike Rowe? Yeah. Yeah. Mike, we got an idea. We're gonna make it grittier this time. Well, how so? You're gonna clean robots. Well, how's that like? I mean, what dirt? Robots in with a, a brothel? Pad? No. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Okay, moving on from that. It is 10-17. Let's take our quarter of the hour break. Okay. We so can we can that. recover from the visuals that are That's threatening so to form in my head. That's we'll so come gross. back with some local news. Got some local things happening.
Do we? We do. All right, you're listening to Lone Star Community Radio, brought to you by Conroe Coffee, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, and Jay Stilberg for County Judge. We'll be right back. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with other treats and coffee. For more information regarding store hours and delivery in downtown Conroe, Conroe Coffee is on Facebook or by telephone at 936-266-7632. We would like to thank Conroe Coffee for being a supporter of Lone Star Community Radio and our morning sponsor with Mornings with Lone Star. What can the Better Living for Texans program do for you? You can learn how to increase your consumption of fruits and vegetables, choose foods that are relatively inexpensive and good to eat, make your food dollars last longer, prepare quick, nutritious meals, help your children learn how to eat healthier snacks, and much more. Our program is committed to helping people like you improve your health through providing research-based nutrition education in a friendly, cost-free, and relaxed environment. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. A Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936 647 3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Hey guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, Check out the Ticket Stub podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. Don't miss Lone Star Community Radio on TV and YouTube. Our talk show and music shows are featured on Our City TV, Suddenlink Channel 12, and have their own YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe to keep up with posted shows and comment on them below the video. For those of you who like your partners, your gumbo, and your music salty, well, we're here to help with the music. Julian Shea here, host of Lone Star Country Nights Thursday, your weekly dose of roots and Americana and all the music that makes this part of the country special. We stir in western swing, honky-tonk, Zydeco, Texas blues, outlaw country, and put a pinch of red dirt, and then we smoke it over a slow fire. Then listen to the results Thursday nights on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. 
Welcome back to Lone Star Community Radio. Brought to you by Conroe Coffee, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, and Jay Stilberg for County Judge. Thank you guys for sponsoring the show and supporting this morning program. It is 1021 right now, and uh, we're out of guests today, so we're really just trying to find topics to talk about. I know you said there's some local things going on. Yes. So what's going on? Well, uh, what's been announced, Family Promise of Montgomery County, which is a really great local nonprofit, has announced that on October 6th, they're going to be having their inaugural bed races. Uh, so teams of five, that's four pushers and one rider, uh, can sign up for this great event that's going to happen on October the 6th. There'll be four categories, youth, adult, business, and government agency. Uh, you sign up for this, you decorate the bed best way possible. Creativity will be taken into account for winners. Go to Family Promise of mc.org for information. I think we should get in on that. That would be cool. It reminds me of what was it, the monkeys, the the TV show where they they actually were pushing the bed in the street and we could do that. We, I wonder what genius come, came up with that fundraiser. Just lying around. I want to know the genius who came up with a, the the non-gala fundraiser, which is where they said instead of us holding a gala and you sp- paying a thousand bucks for your table ticket to come to the gala, just pay us a thousand bucks and stay at home and have a, we'll have a non-gala. That basically you're gonna you're expecting someone to give you a thousand bucks literally just to sit at home and do what you were gonna do for free. That's some marketing brilliance there, my friend. Zero input. Also, uh, so there's a movie that came out that apparently is very popular called Crazy Rich Asians. And it's like an all-Asian cast and crew. Does it have to do with Harvard? Right. It's an all-Asian cast and crew, apparently, uh, to to show, to to showcase that. Well, it came from a book, and Kevin Kwan is the author of it, and he's coming to the John Cooper School in November. I'm going to try and get him on on the air when he's in town for that. Uh, Just to talk about it, the, the... Societal implications of it, why he wrote it, I'm all about that. Uh, the San Jacinto River Authority has stopped lowering levels in Lake Conroe now because, you know, that happened last year. They were talking at a certain point when it hit a certain level, they would they would stop. So, of course, we're keeping tabs on everything that's happening in the Gulf, and we are in, in hurricane season and rainy season. Uh, but don't forget that water issues are going to play a big part of the November general elections up here in Montgomery County between the San Jacinto River Authority and the Lone Star Groundwater Conservation District. There are board positions and policies to be voted on. So you got to know what you're voting about. So uh, look into these things. And finally, some good news. Uh, after three years, nine months, and 22 days, Montgomery County Sheriff's Officer Deputy Robert Lehman is back on duty. Uh, so pretty much four years ago, he uh, was hit by a car. Uh, he personally, he wasn't in his car. They, uh, he and another officer were rendering aid to a stranded motorist. Car hit him. He was injured so badly that it has taken him practically four years to get back to where he was. Well, he is back on duty, been re-sworn in. So big Dick and Skippy shout out to Officer Robert Lehman. Deputy Lehman, welcome back to the fold. So that's some local stuff happening. Okay. Yeah. In a more international thing, Samsung has stated that they are going to produce a foldable smartphone. Okay. I'm all about that. They may actually get me. I've been an iPhone guy ever since I went a uh, smartphone. I know I had a choice between iPhone and uh, 
not the the droids. Not iPhone. Called. Yeah, not iPhone. The droids as, as they were known back then. And I went with iPhone. Could have gone the other way, just fine and dandy. Uh, but I miss the flip tops. I, I miss the ability to drop a phone and just not automatically it shatter on you or or cringe. So I want to see how this turns out. Is it going to look like the Star Trek communicator more? Because I think we're going to go back that way. Yeah, I mean, I think it's whatever people in today's world makes it work for them. I think the iPhone kind of made it really easy to do complex things with your with the device. Right. So, but they all basically, it's let's make um, a glass-fronted rectangle. Yeah. And that's it. The, so there's no, you can't even, you, you know, if you're going to cover it with your OtterBox or whatever to protect it. So basically you see it, it's more the, the case. I mean, I would say the only thing that came from the new design of phones is the inconvenience where you can't do the, the typical like trying to talk with your shoulder. Right. Because it's like so hard to push that little piece of metal against your head mm-hmm. and. I and think the flip phone's going to make a thing. comeback, especially if Samsung is, is successful with this uh, flip smartphone. I think a, a lot of people get in yeah, on that. I don't think the so. iPhone 12, maybe, you know. I don't think so. You don't think so? No, I don't think so. My money is that it will. No, because there's too many practical uses now with the with the layout of this device. Like, it's you can incorporate this flat device onto different things that I've noticed that people have been using for. Like, one of the coolest things I've seen is uh, iPads, for example, now people for their uh, smart systems, when they build places, mm-hmm. they put like for example over there next oh, to the door, they'll have the, they'll iPad. have a shell like a shell, and mm-hmm. you can put a d- smart device in, mm-hmm. and you can build whatever shell to hold it all in. But some people use phones, some people use that, and they use those not for phone uses. They use it for like oh, you want to turn on the lights or you want to do that. They have a, f- a smart device like a old iPhone or something like that. So the the layout and also the use of this isn't just the phone now. Mm-hmm. So the flip phone that might be. I mean, the only thing that Nokia had going for it was the indestructible brick phone. <laughs> right. If you, I mean, if you think about it, like that's what really what that's what became very popular for them. But now all the complex things we need our phones to do, can a flip phone really even do that? We'll wait and see. But well, that's what I'm saying. It's not uh, Samsung's thing. It's not going to be a, a a clamshell phone. Because they still make them. My mother still uses one. But it's a clamshell smartphone, foldable. Now, it's a foldable uh, smartphone, so it may be actually, I'm thinking it could be clamshell design, but it could be also that it folds out and locks and you have a bigger screen. So it's going to be like one of the Game Boys or something. Could be. Well, because I think really what the transition between phone people and they get, it's similar to why laptops are still still relevant in today's world is the mechanical feel of things so if you look at a flip phone does that mean it's going to have mechanical buttons on it or we'll have two screens basically because like and maybe I think, a mixture because if you think about the device you're using now the benefit of it is it it removes the buttons so you can utilize that space where the buttons would go and then if we needed buttons it would prompt up so i'll be interested to see why what's the purpose of having a fold-out phone if it's still going to be clunky in your pocket Good, good questions all. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what uh, Samsung releases. You know, I'm sure they'll they'll start leaking specs and designs. I mean, really, the only thing I see for the phone industry to be completely changed is just a cheaper, better version of an iPhone. Do you think that iPhone or Apple shot themselves in the foot? I think once they broke the thousand dollar mark for the iPhone 10, 
I, I no, think people are going to say enough. Because the phone market is so spread. Like, if you can't afford a phone, you can still get a smartphone. Like, they make it so easy to pay 50 bucks and get a phone. And that's one thing I love about, like, I really am surprised the burner industry, the burner phone industry, is still allowed to do a lot of things they do because now even, like, writers of, like, movies and stuff have gotten to, like, oh, if you want to get away with a crime, buy all burner phones. I'm like, no, that's not really how that works. But they kind of make it seem like, oh, it confuses people. Oh, if I just buy a burner, I wonder if any, like, thieves and stuff really go out and buy burner phones and expect to get away. Well, the thieves do because they're not exactly criminal masterminds. Well, uh, yeah, but you're saying what I'm talking oh, about. Absolutely. Like, and I think the thousand dollar phone that's just for people who want to spend thousand dollars. You don't need to have that version. But it's of make, they're making it their base long. When the iPhone 11 comes out, are they going to jack it up to twelve hundred? And would people pay for it? No, I think they're going to try to get as much money as they can. I think that's a turnaround so, point. I think at this point, people will say, you know what, nine ninety nine is my limit. I'm not offended that they came out with a thousand dollar phone. Is that what you're trying to say? Like, I'm not like, offended because they have the right to do it. I just have a feeling people are like, at this point. That's the highest I, I believe people are willing to pay. Like, if I go to their website right now, I can get an iPhone SE. And basically, that's the cheapest phone yeah. they got. And it's not $1,000. Oh, no, no. I mean, I got mine for, uh, I think, 700 or whatever. This phone is $140. Right, but the SE, that's the plastic one. Well, it's an iPhone. True. So, but I it's mean, pl- And I actually, I was seriously looking at that. It's like, why would I want... To spend hundreds more for, you know, I, I'm fine with plastic. Well, I think, again, like, I think the the argument or the for, for phones, the next thing that's going to be best is if, like, they come out with something that's beneficial to the user. I think Apple, the problem with Apple is they, they're expected to come out with something every year that revolutionizes the world. Mm-hmm. And I think they, without that kind of leadership that can accomplish that, they're like for the past three years, they've been releasing stuff that just isn't really that cool. Well, because like, they're on that year timeline, as you said, it should have been every two or three years. Yeah, that's how it used to be. I mean, the fact that they got rid of the headphone jack is, I mean, that's I'm that's so it, mad well, about that's inconvenient. That. But then again, like they're pushing forward, and it, they didn't probably affect sales that much, and they probably sold a few more headphones because they're Bluetooth. But then again, it's like where do we want technology to go? It's the same thing with the laptop. So the idea with the laptop is people still want that mechanical feel with the keyboard and everything but now they're trying apple's trying to say hey we get me we make ipads but we make a bigger ipad for you too that replaces the laptop due to power well, that's where microsoft i think took the lead with the surface yeah. they said it's a tablet with a keyboard and it works like yeah, it will charge you in eighteen hundred dollars to make a useful one mm-hmm. i mean to have a really like, have a decent laptop in surface form and you're paying eighteen hundred dollars or you can actually get a laptop for six hundred dollars and the performance is the same right the only reason I know that is because every computer I like to buy or purchase has performance to it. Yeah, so. I, I think laptops are doing just fine, especially when they added the touch screen capability to most laptops. So there you go. I mean, I don't think Apple's going away. I think they're going to. Oh, I don't think they're going away. I think they're just. I think they hit their their price point threshold. I I think the no, next they can phone... charge whatever they want. People are still going to pay it. I really think. I really. I mean, as long as they know if they have that base hundred thirty dollars or whatever, and they offer that. And they're fine because those phones aren't considered the consumer's phone, like the average consumer. Mm-hmm. iPhones have always been the high end of phones. Yeah, I've just been thinking a lot about it lately because the show that I'm in, Talk Radio, takes place in the 80s. And all the callers, when we were playing callers, were using, we had to find old phones yeah. from the 80s and 70s. And you and could 80s. actually hold it on your shoulder and talk. Yeah, and a lot of the younger actors in this production are like what the heck how, what's this dial thing they, they honest some of them didn't actually know how to dial the phone 
I don't believe that. No, I, I kid you not. There I, mean, were I, can, I can get the like initial thing, can't compute, but then you're like, let's look at, okay, it makes sense now. But then the concept of, wait, we had to remember everyone's phone number because I thought, well, where would you keep everyone's phone numbers? We like, kept them in our heads. We would remember those. I didn't. Oh, I did. I remember 911. That's about it. There and you I'm like, go. hey, can you get me uh, my mom? <laughs> like, oh, excuse me? This is emergency. I mean, Don, her name is Mary. <laughs> I see that happening, too. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio. We're going to take our break. It's 1034. Thanks for joining us. We'll be right back. And uh, Star Trek is also the people are commenting about Star Trek on the Facebook Live. Uh, way to go, Dennis. If you binge watch all of them, it's really great. What's he binge watching? Star Trek. All of them? All of them. Like the original series? Chronological order. Whoa! So That's commitment, my friend. And I still haven't seen one episode of the new Discovery, and I don't think I will. I don't know. We'll be right back. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with other treats and coffee. For more information regarding store hours and delivery in downtown Conroe, Conroe Coffee is on Facebook or by telephone at 936-266-7632. We would like to thank Conroe Coffee for being a supporter of Lone Star Community Radio and our morning sponsor with Mornings with Lone Star. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Hey, Montgomery County and online listeners. Thank you so very much for checking out Jazzy Vibes with Soul. What? You haven't done so yet? Well, you've got to tune in. Hi, I am the host of Jazzy Vibes with Soul, Miss C.C. Holmes, and I invite you to check us out every Friday and Saturday from 7 until 9 p.m., where you will get the best in old-school R&B and, of course, a little smooth jazz to make it jazzy. So tune in. That's right, tune in. Every Friday and Saturday right here on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 FM or worldwide at IRLongStar.com. A Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936 647 3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Did you know there are more than 790 abused and neglected children currently in foster care in Montgomery County? Will you help make a difference? I'm Allie Stevens with Costa Child Advocates of Montgomery County. We train and support volunteers to be the voice of children in the foster care system. Kids are moved from their home because of abuse and neglect, and we need volunteers just like you to advocate for these children. 
To learn more about becoming an advocate, please visit casaspeaksforkids.com. That's casaspeaksforkids.com. Hello, welcome back. 10.38 on the dot in the morning's Lone Star Studios with Dick and Skippy. Thanks to our listeners and thanks to our sponsors, Conroe Coffee, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, and Jay Stittleberg for a county judge. Thanks to our sponsors. You want to be a sponsor? Let us know. We will gladly take your money. You betcha. I got a question for you. Okay. So, several months ago, we are, I think it was, might have been two months ago. We did on the ticket sub a rewind. We do a group rewind every month. Okay. And we did Eat, Pray, Love with Julia Roberts. And I don't know if you know that. It's like a book. Mm-hmm. And it's about a woman trying to find herself or whatever. Horrible movie. And I go, I wonder if there's a movie or a book that was basically the same premise, but they did it well. And it was no, it was recommended that I watch The Razor's Edge. So and a two, self-discovery movie. Self-discovery movie that really has, you know, a realistic factor to it, not just Julie Roberts eating food and forgetting her friends and neglecting everyone around her, being the most selfish person possible. And because, I, I mean, I get selfishness as part of self-discovery, but it's just like that movie was just, it was too Oprah-y for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I watched The Razor's Edge with Bill Murray, and apparently it was a remake of a book that was also made in a movie in the 40s. Okay. So my question for you is because you're you're a wiser man than me, and if our oh. listeners know who are older, a lot of the the core of the book was very Eastern like studies or philosophies. Eastern philosophies. And if this book was written in the forties, was there a lot of that going on around then? Because it was kind of like he was a monk for a bit, and I was thinking like I never really heard about people going east to find their or west to find themselves. Until later. My thought is, in the 20s and 30s, there was the beginnings of the mainstreaming of Asians into American society. Okay. Uh, because, you know, obviously, in the Old West, you know, the Chinese, they, that, that was like the slave class there. They built the railroad. Yeah. Watched any old episode of Kung Fu, you know what I'm talking about. Well, so in the 20s and 30s, you know, you had the Charlie Chans of the world. They were becoming more mainstream. And so with that came the belief structures that I think some Americans would pick it up, pick it up. Well, because apparently the book itself for the Razor Edge goes into, that's where actually where the title comes from, is from like a, a saying, a philosophy saying. And they didn't really touch on it in the book, which I understand because there's a lot of moving parts to the book, or to the movie, I mean. But in the mm-hmm. book, I imagine they have really in-depth looks about t- teaching and things like that because it affects Bill Murray's character. And the movie in itself was very interesting to see all those actors and see Bill Murray try to act. He was it wasn't very he wasn't very good. But, it, it uh, was it was a stretch for him because back then he was still Stripes and Saturday Night Live yeah. and Groundhog uh, uh, even before Groundhog Day uh, the other one the golfing one ah Caddyshack you know that's what he was known for and in the eighties there was a rash of actors who wanted to break out of that shell. Yeah. Like Bill Murray, like Michael Keaton, when he was announced as Batman. Oh my goodness. Because he was known for Gung Ho and and Mr. Mom. Oh yeah. All these comedies. So to take on Batman, there was this big backlash on it. And or when Tom Hanks wanted to start to get serious. He had a lot of misfires. Because he started off as a sitcom, dressing up in drag, as Booze and Buddies with Peter Scolari. 
and then Joe versus the volcano. And, and I think it was big probably, which is the first one that showed him that he could add some dr- dramatic chops. Yeah. Okay. And, and well, just, it was an interesting watch. I think it was on Amazon if people are wanting to watch it. Razor's Dead. And yeah. Okay. And it, it was funny though. And again, topics in the story it's like like I was saying about the Meg. The Meg didn't respect the audience. Now, you were talking with me about the Meg off the air, so you, for the benefit of the listeners, you watched it. That's the giant shark movie. Yeah. Is it like a normal shark that's just big, or is it genetically enhanced? Or No, it's one of those... Uh, Prehistoric the, the, that comes the out of the ice. The pseudoscience to it is there's a layer at the bottom of the ocean that hasn't been discovered, and basically at the beginning of the movie, you just, they discover that they can go through the layer. And there's, like, different temperatures underneath the layer, so there's different species that are able to live. But they can't break through it because they won't survive, I guess, or something. Like, the layer is, like, whatever it was, there was a line between our worlds, basically. And okay, this reminds me, in the 70s, there was a movie called The Neptune Factor. I think Ben Gazzara was in it. Uh, and same, it sounds like the same thing. They go deep, and there's all these giant fish are down there. It's and basically one of the crews gets stuck down there because the the Meg breaks the deal or whatever, and Jason Statham's character they go and rescue them. Well, by breaking through the layer going up, some of the sharks got out, and so that's part of the movie is the shark got out and it's doing shark things. Okay, but like what I was he's saying, he's just that, being a well, shark. He's a good boy. He's just being a well, shark. Well, that's what I was saying about the what was interesting about the Razor's Edge is the topics they had about marriage about war about depression about suicide like they were real those were real like they did the characters very well in in your face and i don't think they would ever really challenge to do something like that today and it made me think is it was just kind of it was interesting to see a movie that a book that would be written about those kind of topics but then again it all seemed a little too convenient that all these horrible things are happening just to these like four people but uh just to get a point across but the Meg, it was just, it, it, oh, man, that movie was so bad. It wasn't even good bad. I like bad movies. It wasn't hmm. even good bad. Now, speaking of movie news, uh, for those of you just dying to find out, uh, there is going to be a Die Hard 6. It is going to feature Bruce Willis, and they have the name of it. McLean. I was hoping you'd do an echo with me on that one. Let's do that again. McLean. Yeah. No. I, see, what, what happened was after Die Hard 3, they got away with what made Die Hard fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, ones after Die Hard with the Vengeance, which most people argue is even bad too. But I thought it still had a lot of the same elements of, you know, he's a cop, he's off duty, and he's getting in trouble. No, that was the one with Samuel Jackson, yes. right? My issue with that, that that was originally a Lethal Weapon script. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't have an issue with that because it's still entertaining. And Simon, I still like that character. That was really good. And they had mm-hmm. good actors. But then when they went to the fourth one, they didn't really, I don't know, they, it still wasn't the same 90s feel to it. Like where you know you had the chief yelling at McLean, like calling it. He's somehow, why do I always get phone calls about you, McLean? Like, what are you doing over there? That kind of stuff. Because of you, our insurance gone up. You're gonna walk the beat and then give them back their badges. Yeah. Same thing with the Lethal Weapon movies. But no, again, just my, my only issue with, with Part Three was when a script is written for one franchise well, the, and then they just change the names, basically. Well, yeah, but I think also today's movies, everyone focused on the international look. And it just gets so, it gets so complicated. Like the newest one, I think it was Live Free, Die Hard, was when his son is somehow involved in a sting operation of an underground Russian facility. And I'm like, wait a second. And then well, all he tries to do is go see his son and say something to him in person. 
and it's literally in the middle of his underground sting. Like there's trucks and they're growing through, you know, through walls. I'm like, all you want to do is talk to his son. And he, now he's part of this underground Russian CIA operative. I was like, no, we can't, McLean can't be here. I'm reminded of uh, the Ben Stiller show back in the early days of Fox, I think. And they had a, a movie trailer for like Die Hard 6, but this is back. And it was where he's at the grocery store. One fateful Christmas Eve, John McClane goes to get cranberries or something and, and terrorists take over the grocery store. And it was, it's funny. Actually, it's more believable. Like I said, he's yeah. a common cop. He does common things. And then he's like at the grocery store and something happens. Yeah, that's a McClane thing. Mm-hmm. That's totally a McClane thing. But not to go to Russia and find himself in the underground CIA. Yeah, that's where I was going with that. It's more believable to have him caught up in a grocery store thing gone wrong than than hitting Russia. Well, it'll be interesting to see how McLean turns out. No, it won't. That's going to be so, awful. Oh, I'm sorry that uh, the Meg just didn't do it for you there, that my friend. That was so bad. I'm just really disappointed. I'm sorry. There were some funny moments, though. But... Do they, okay, do they have a scene without giving away too many spoilers, just in case? Deep Blue Sea okay. had a great scene, the Samuel Jackson scene. Yes. You know what I'm talking yeah, about. Exactly the, what you're talking the about. speech scene where it ends with such a shock that there's laughter and disbelief and, oh, my God, does the Meg have anything like that? No, not really. Wow. Uh, I think really what happened with this movie is they chose it to make it PG-13. Okay. So there really wasn't a lot of blood, which is odd because it's a shark movie, right? You'd mm-hmm. expect and, – and they weren't going in as a suspenseful movie like Jaws was. It was like literally we get the idea Jason Statham is a superhero, but, you know, like drunk, whatever, and he somehow was able to do all these wonderful things. But then again, like it was just – it fell very flat. And there was even a whole scene where they had thousands of people at the beach – and I'm like, all right, the shark is going to eat all these people, and it's going to be out of control. No, he just eats the floats. He, like, doesn't get one person. Ah, uh, okay. Maybe he does, but I didn't get to see it. How disappointing. I know. That's what I'm saying. Okay, like, well, definitely cross the Meg off your viewing list. Then. Yeah, it's just one of those things. So like, One of the most bizarre things they keep doing, because you know how there's always those movies that defies, like, oh, this is logical. Let's go to this. Let's go direct to the shark, right? Well, they always did that, which is understandable, but they always brought the daughter. And I'm like, why would they bring a, their daughter on these boats to go after these sharks? And the daughter's like four years old, five years old. Makes no sense. Well, that's insane. That's like when <clears throat> Jeff Goldblum's daughter hides out in the Jurassic Park movie, yeah. goes away. Well, at least with that, you're like, oh, I didn't know you were in here. No, they knew the daughter yeah. was with them the whole time. And it's like, what are you like? Let's bring the daughter well, along. Look at it. Well, it worked for Jurassic Park. Let's put a child in danger. Yeah. It was so stupid. Oh, my gosh, thinking about it. Uh, don't go see it. It was actually surprisingly packed in the theater, by the way. Really? For the, yeah, because I was talking to Chris of so the ticket stuff. He's the grand manager. He said since the rain, Labor Day was packed. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we're shutting down today's show. Already? A little early, yeah. Okay. We'll be uh- back tomorrow. We do have a guest on Thursday lined up. We're actually going to have Chris from the Ticket Style. We have a special interview with the guy who saved the last man standing, Tim Allen, sitcom. He's going to be our special guest. Whoa! Yeah, he's part of the uh, like the GoFundMe, not the GoFundMe, whatever you want to call it, the collective to get the show back on the air. So we're going to have him on the phone, and Chris wants to talk about that. And, How cool. Uh, yeah. 
I do have to answer one of our listeners because yeah. I was asked a question going out. So I was asked by listener Dennis as a science fiction author, what Star Trek series do I consider the best and why? Um, I'm split. First one has got to be the original series because it was so groundbreaking in the 60s for Roddenberry realizing I got to talk about racism. I got to talk about war. Yeah. I got to talk about communism. It's a great platform. Great platform. Did it. Uh, but after that, it's got to be Voyager for me. Female captain uh, broke all the stereotypes. And it put them in a situation where there was conflict, at least for a while, true conflict within the crew, and that they were exploring where literally no one had gone before. So that's my answer on that one. Feel free to counterpoint that one all you want, folks. I won't. Okay. Because it didn't matter to me. I'm just kidding. Died a little on the inside. Well, I mean, I guess Discovery, I haven't seen that, so I can't really judge. Can't can't do it. But uh, yeah. Well, today's show brought to you by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, Conroe Copy, and Jay Stillberg for County Judge. We'll be back tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. live on Facebook and Lone Star Community Radio. We got more talk radio coming your way for the rest of the day. It's 10.50. Thanks for you so much for showing up today, and we look forward to seeing you guys tomorrow. Tomorrow.